You're listening to Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is the show where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And so today, I want to help you get better in the state of mind that you're in because today we are suffering so much as Americans with anxiety. Think about all the hustle and bustle we have going on. We have so much going on in our lives, so much stimulation from a thousand different sources. It can be just darn right overwhelming. And the more that that stress stays there, the more it starts to affect our lives in a lot of different ways. It starts to affect our families, our personal lives, our relationships, our uh, hobbies that we do, just our joy that we get out of life. It's a joy stealer for sure. In fact, 40 million people are affected by some type of anxiety disorder, and over 18% of the population is affected. That is a huge number. Only about 37% receive any kind of treatment for that. And I don't like really the word treatment because when it comes to anxiety, it's not about pumping you full of medications. Because we're going to talk about that later, how that's really not the best route to go. Uh, especially not the first route we want to go at all. But, you know, the more that we deal with these things in our lives, the more that we tend to just think it has to be a part of our lives. And it, it doesn't. I've... I've Witnessed several people. In fact, my own wife, she struggled with anxiety severely before I met her. She was on anxiety medications, and she just wasn't in a great place. And it wasn't until she started to apply some of these principles that we're going to talk about today um, that she was able to free herself of those medications, and she was able to get back her life. And not to say that those thoughts of anxiety don't creep into her body or any of our bodies and our minds at certain points. However, it's the difference between being able to adapt to it and get through that instead of just letting it wreck our lives. And so we really want to talk about that today and understand what is it, what causes it. You know, when we look at anxiety, there's a few different stresses or causes to that anxiety feeling, one of those being stress. So there's a lot of physical, chemical, and even emotional stresses that can relate to that. There's things like traumatic life experiences, divorces, moving a loss in our life, a different experience, losing a friend, changing uh, habits or work schedules. I mean, there's a lot of different things. Having a child, right? That can be a traumatic life experience. Uh, There's also things like thyroid problems that can create this, dysfunctional serotonin levels, excessive alcohol, excessive caffeine, or even sugar intake, and even just hormone imbalances from different areas of our lives. And so we look at all those, they can all start to create that anxious feeling in our bodies. And if you've never experienced having that anxious feeling, then uh, you're probably not living life very much. Because if you're pushing yourself in any area of your life, there's probably certain ways you're going to feel the first signs of anxiousness. But then it starts to just compound. And that's when it turns into some other anxiety disorders, uh, into depression and other more severe things. But you know, that sweaty, palmy, sweaty feeling you get when you're nervous to meet someone for the first time, or you're waiting in that for that interview with a new job and their heart starts to race. Those are all the initial signs of anxiety, but it can go far much further beyond that. So the symptoms include things like muscle tension, 
chest tightness, heart palpitations, high blood pressure, insomnia is a huge one that I see, devastating, digestive problems, panic attacks, irritability, difficulty concentrating, a lot of things with ADHD related to a lot of these issues, um, restless leg syndrome, sweating, anxiousness, inability to socialize, just feeling like you need to close yourself off. Here's the problem though, a lot of these more advanced symptoms, more serious symptoms, don't just come on overnight. These are things that happen from not being able to process the anxiety we get on a daily basis. And so when it becomes here and there, and we're able to adapt to it, but it's when it becomes a chronic thing in our lives, and these stressors become chronic in our lives every day, that now we start to develop these symptoms. It can become a really scary place, because when we, a lot of times we start to have these symptoms, a lot of times we just want to go to the doctor, and the first time you go to the doctor, the doctor a lot of times wants to give you a medication. And if you've ever looked at the side effects of those medications, a lot of times they're actually worse than what you're trying to get rid of in the first place. And so some of the most common ones include things like serotonin, norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors, also known as SNRIs. So these are things like your Cymbaltas and your Effexors. And these have a lot of damaging side effects too. We also look at uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So these are what are known as SSRIs. So these are things like your Prozac and your Zoloft. Again, can have some short-term effects on your brain chemistry, but the long-term, they actually have a dumbing down effect and a shrinkage of your brain. Crazy. Yeah, we don't want to be on those for any long period of time, if at all. And then also uh, benzos, which are things like Xanax and Valium. And so these can all give us you know, that relaxed state, but they also numb you out to the rest of the world. They start to affect your brain chemistry in ways that have long-term effects to where you can't get those things back. And when we look at the side effects of those, a lot of times the side effects are even worse, again, than what you're trying to get rid of. And the research behind this is really scary because with these things like SSRI drugs and their cousins, they have research done, but they're done by the drug companies themselves. And what they don't really show you is in the short-term studies, they have some proven effect. But when you look at any long-term, and I'm not talking long-term, I'm talking like six weeks out or more, they actually have the opposite effect and they'll create more problems for you, not just with the brain chemistry, the anxiety and the depression, uh, but other areas of your health too. And so that's why these kind of medications are responsible for suicides and even homicides, right? You look at these kids that are going into schools and these people that are doing these mass shootings and 95% of the time, they are on one of these drugs, and there's no coincidence behind that. There's some reasoning behind that issue. And so when we look at really what's going on with anxiety, it really comes back down to some of the basic principles that we allow ourselves to get caught up in our lives and and principles that we get away from in our lives as well. And so, you know, you always hear me talking about rebuilding that foundation because it's true. If you don't rebuild the foundation, if you just keep trying to patch things, right? You're eventually going to have a really big problem and you might have some short-term success, but in the long run, you're never going to reach your fullest potential. You're going to continue to struggle. Your body's going to continue to break down in other areas of your life. And it's just really a sad spot to go and so much to be missed out on in your life. And because every time I talk to people that are on these drugs for any period of time, they tell me, they're just not the people that they normally used to be and that they feel like they're just kind of in a fog and a haze and they don't feel like they enjoy life like they used to because it's actually dumbing those pleasure centers of your body too. So we really want to just 
understand what can we do to get ourselves well, get ourselves right, and start to rebalance things. So when we look at it, number one is you got to eat clean, have a well-balanced diet. We all know to do this. We know that good diets are good and bad diets are bad. But we just get out of the habit. We get busy in our lives. We think, hey, you know what? If I just have this one bad meal this one time, it's not going to be in the world. Or, hey, this is edible. It might not be the healthiest things for me. But, hey, it's something my mom used to make me. And, hey, look, I'm still alive, so it must not be that bad. But when we keep consuming these bad habits, these bad diets throughout our born life and into our adult life, it starts to really affect our bodies and our body chemistry long term. So consuming too many of these types of bad foods like the inflammatory foods, right? The sugars, the carbs, the processed foods, the preservatives is going to start to create a lot of that anxiety uh, feeling, the moodiness, not able to stabilize our blood sugar, which is going to create the nervousness and the jitters. And it obviously is going to lead towards weight gain. And then that's going to lead towards your body image. And that's going to bring more feelings of worthlessness and self-doubt and lack of confidence, which is going to create more anxiety in your body. So eating an anti-inflammatory food is huge. It's shown to improve anxiety symptoms. Make sure to add good foods that have good amounts of vitamin B, magnesium-rich foods, calcium-rich foods, and omega-3 foods to your diet also. So these include things like wild-caught fish, grass-fed meats, uh, eggs, leafy greens, lots of good fruits and vegetables, healthy fats like avocado and coconut oil, nuts, seeds, uh, and even unrefined grains like quinoa or even barley. And we look at number two, we talked about this already a little bit, but just to avoid the sugary and processed foods, this is huge because when you look at how our bodies are able to maintain our normal blood sugar levels, uh, it, we can only take a couple of teaspoons of sugar at once, but when we bombard with more of that, it creates a high level of stress, high level of inflammation, which is going to create a lot of anxiety symptoms in your body as well. So just stay away from the basics. Shop around the outside of the grocery store. If it's in a box or a package, be really wary about putting that into your body. And then we get into number three, which is limit caffeine and alcohol. So research also shows that consuming too much of this uh, leads to induced anxiety symptoms, and people with panic disorders and social anxiety seem to be particularly sensitive to the side effects of things like caffeine. So either limit the coffee or go to black tea or green tea to just a cup a day. Um, also, I like ashwagandha. This is an adaptogenic herb, which is often used in a lot of different remedies for anxiety because it helps stabilize that stress response. Great for a stress reliever, but it also has a lot of other anti-inflammatory or antioxidant effects on the brain to keep it from degenerating, which when your brain starts to degenerate, will start to create the anxiety feelings as well. And it'll help improve focus and stimulation of a lot of different things as well. And then there's something called kava root, which is not very people know of. It's not like the, the end-all be-all, but it has a lot of suggestions. In fact, there's actually involved seven trials that suggest that there are significant effects from kava treatment for anxiety with very few, few side effects, uh, which are all even considered just mild as well. And these are just natural approach to that. And then the sixth one is the 5-HTP, uh, which this is a essential amino acid that acts as a mood regulator. And so this can get off by not being able to sleep correctly and, and moodiness and headaches. And so again, one of the best things you can do to help stabilize all these things is making sure you're getting sleep, right? Making sure you're de-stressing yourself before you go to bed. So there's other ones that I can't hit on today, obviously, because we're running out of time. But those are some of just the the first ones that popped into my head that I really feel could do a lot for you. But in the end, it's getting back to the basics. 
getting the good sleep, putting the good foods in your body, making sure you're perceiving stress in the right way, not looking at it as a negative, looking at this stress response in your body right now as a positive. How can you grow from it? How can it help you get to a new level in your life, whether it's in your finances, your your job, your relationship, or just being able to help someone else not have to go down that road and learn from your mistakes you might be making right now as well. But remember, it's all for the better. And just remember, you have control over your body. You have control over your mind. And sometimes it might not seem like that, but I know if you're consistent with the health principles of the five foundations of your health, function, food, fitness, filter, and freedom, you will come out on top. Remember, your body needs no help healing, just no interference. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help more people in reaching their fullest potential and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. For show notes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com.